0: Namaste friends, you're listening to Impact India, a podcast that deep dives into the epic stories and innovation coming from the startup scene in India, with a focus on travel, fashion, and tech. Each episode, I sit down with incredibly inspiring social entrepreneurs across the country to hear their story, learn about their initiatives, and listen to their why. Looking for the newest and coolest social impact brands in travel, fashion, and tech? Jump over to causeartist.com and join our community. Oh yeah, and I'm your host, Jasmine Rain, director of content at Cause Artist and social entrepreneur. I'm the co-founder and owner of Hada House, India's first zero waste travel organization and hotel chain. You can connect with me on social media at Jasmine Rain. All right, no more stalling. It's time to meet India's next generation of impact influencers. Let's get it. On today's episode, I sit down with Mandeep Kaur at co Coworking in Fort Mumbai. Mandeep is the founder of Tribes for Good, a social enterprise connecting travelers to the founders and beneficiaries of social impact organizations across Bombay. The organization is seriously shaking up the way we see volunteerism, and I got to see it firsthand. I participated in their first social impact journey, a six-day
1: adventure of learning, traveling, and giving back. Check it out. So Hi, my name is Mandeep. I'm the founder of Tribes for Good. Tribes for Good is a social impact organization where we are inspiring change makers to work with social impact organizations in India. Amazing. So how did this, this idea come to be? Where did this concept stem from? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting question because it's actually <laughs> my story. So, so I'm a typical Indian product, <laughs> if I have to use that word. So, um, in India, there's a lot of focus on education, you're expected to get at least two degrees and then take up a job and that too, uh, a career in say marketing and communications or strategy or research. So, these are the kind of careers that uh, parents aspire their kids to take up and I was one of them. I was like really bright in my school days. So the only option for me, according to my parents, was that either I become a doctor or I take up engineering. So it's primarily science. So that's the a focus a, of in So I followed the path. I did engineering. I did my master's in business administration. And I started working for a research company wherein I was analyzing data for FMCG products trying to figure out what consumers wanted, why they wanted it. We used a lot of regression and analysis and all that you can think about. After that, I moved to a few more companies. Um, I worked in marketing, digital communication. But what started happening was, whenever I used to wake up in the morning, I used to feel, why am I working, you know, what's the purpose of my life? Why do I have to wake up at eight in the morning, take the train, commute for an hour, reach my office, spend eight hours, and then come back. And I was primarily living for the weekends. Weekend was the only time I was happy. So I just, that's when it, you know, I can't even call it a midlife crisis because I, (laughs) (laughs) I was what, 27 or 28. Uh, so, but I decided that okay, this, there is much more to life and I uh, was really inspired by the books that I was reading. So I read uh, Acumen's founder Jacqueline's book, So The Blue Sweater. So I wanted to understand how this entire space was working and uh, one thing that I would like to add was that I was living in Mumbai. Uh, in Mumbai, Mumbai is densely populated. Property- Mumbai is densely populated, we have a population of 22 million people, but a large proportion of uh, the slums or say the poor people is in Mumbai as compared to any other city. So every day when I was working towards my job or my career, when I was travelling in a nice air-conditioned car or wearing fancy clothes. I could always see this person begging or I could always see this uh, kid who didn't really have food or who was missing school because they were employed. They were, you know, either working or trying to figure out what to do with their life because they didn't really have access to that information. That's, that's when it stuck to me that, okay, you know, just because I'm born in a particular family, my family was able to give me that access and being a female saying, okay, you have the option to go to school, to college, and then take up a job. And somewhere, uh, this disparity became really strong in Mumbai, and that's when I decided to take a plunge saying, okay, let me move away from what I'm doing right now. So I took a break and I started volunteering. So I really wanted to understand this entire space. So I volunteered with reality tours and travel. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So um, I just knew that there's this concept of charities. I didn't really know that there is social enterprise or impact investors. So for four years I worked really hard to understand what the entities are, what are they doing, how are they making an impact and work in the space. So I was basically trying to figure out my own space and I was trying to get as much information as possible in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So I took up multiple consulting projects at one go to have a better understanding of the space. And during this time, my friends used to reach out to me and ask me, uh, do you make money? (laughs) (laughs) Do you get paid? (laughs) The the, the golden question everyone asks. (laughs) Uh, And, but on the other side, there were some people who used to come down to me and ask me, how did you transition? How did you get into a space wherein you're able to use your business skills, but you're working for causes that you really like? So that that's when this inspiration came to me that there are enough people in India as well as internationally who want to work in this space, but are not sure how. The option is either you become a social entrepreneur or you see a problem and you say that, okay, I want to help adolescent girls I want to help quality I want to work like just like you in uh, environment but what about people who want to take up a job who want to work with social entrepreneurs so that's what tribes for good is trying to do so we have two products one is a social impact journey which clubs travel with education wherein we focus on three things learn travel and give back learn about the existing organizations travel and meet local beneficiaries these are the local communities that you really want to help and give back is by working on an assignment which you are where you are using your business skills to assist the organization in achieving their tactical goals and the second thing which we are doing is uh, we are trying to change the entire volunteering mechanism or system that is operating. As everybody knows, volunteerism is the is one of the biggest problems that we are facing. This is such a big industry, it's it's $1.6 billion business. So a lot of people who want to volunteer, uh, but there are certain organizations who are taking these people to to non-profits or organizations like, say, orphanages or, say, animal tourism, which is, you know, you go work with animals who don't really need your help. You go and construct houses, but the houses, the people are not going to live in those houses. School kids go and build schools, they don't, they're not architects, they don't even have those skills. How do you expect a school kid to go make a school? Like, that's, that's just insane. I just don't understand it. Like, this is the only space you will see that. You don't see that anywhere else wherein you say that, okay, you work in construction because you feel like building houses. You will hire people with certain skills. So this is what we are trying to change. So we we are calling it volunteering 2.0, just like our technology is changing because we want people to understand that there are certain organizations who are using them, who are taking their money, but it's not going to the organizations which need their help. So we are trying to match people with business skills, even if it's students, you know, students also have great skills with understaffed social impact organizations in India. Amazing. No, it, it's, I think it's so important
0: to look at the skill side of it. Like we we need to be utilizing the skills that we're good at to actually help these organizations thrive. Absolutely. And I mean, living in India, you must also see like all of these foreigners come in, you know, start these projects and then they're not able to to sustain what's happening because, you know, the skill set's not there when they come in. Like, do you see that often in
1: in Bombay as well? It's, It's changing. It's not that bad. Uh, because the organizations are a little more conscious about what kind of people they want to bring in. Uh, But still, there's a huge gap. Uh, A lot of people want to go and work, who want to teach English. But maximum kids who need that help, they speak a regional language. They will speak Marathi. Mm -hmm. So you need a translator. So what is happening is there are two people who are doing one job. If we had employed a local, it would be just one person. Mm. So the number of people who are involved in such tasks becomes high, which becomes a burden on the school. It's not an asset. Instead, if the same person could bring in information or maybe train the teachers, it would be so much better because the volunteer is going to come and go. Right. So if the teacher is trained, the teacher is going to be with this school or say another school, they can, they have acquired the skill and they can keep on working on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that would be a much more sustainable
0: approach. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a lot of work to do, but I know that Tribes for Good can also influence other organizations to realize, you know, the, the, the challenge that they're faced when constantly relying on volunteers and interns, when really it's providing resources, and skill development for people to, you know, lead their own projects here. Absolutely. And thank you for do helping make that happen in in the space here. Um. And after having experience, so I've just done the first social impact journey here in Bombay. Um. How are you feeling right now? You just we've had what we had how many participants? Eight. Eight participants on yeah. your first tour. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you so much. That's really impressive for a startup mm. that is very niche mm. and you know trying to change the way we look at volunteerism and volunteering uh, abroad. So how are you feeling
1: right now that you've just done your first tour? Oh, it feels great. Uh, yeah, because I didn't really expect everything to go smoothly. and <laughs> There's always this logistics challenge that somebody, like the first day, we couldn't pick you up. Yes, <laughs> yes I did end up getting, getting my own career. All good. Uh, jokes are bad. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the good thing that came out was the participants were really engaged and it's it's good for an organization which is just starting out to get people who really believe in changing the world and they can also see what the organization is trying to do then the entire then the entire trip or so the entire journey becomes such like we had such great people we had we had a new york times best selling author join us we had an educator who had worked in the american primary school system for 30 years we had entrepreneurs like Jasmine we Mm -hmm. had Bianca who's a digital content writer and even local Indian participants that was really good because it's it needs to be a mix of international and local because India is complex like you it's so complex I just can't explain it to you like in two sentences (laughs) It's, it's like we say you there are many Indias in India So the good thing was the mix of the participants turned out to be really good and they could get along with each other nobody was trying to undermine the other person everybody was very respectful and hence it turned out to be engaging but i feel that there were a few factors to the success one was the group the kind of group that came in a mix of foreigners as well as locals second thing was People had the participants had a strong, a very strong interest in the space. And third was how we were able to facilitate the entire trip, ensuring uh, that the participants are engaged as well as it's meeting what they're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you think maybe a challenge in the future would be having a group
0: that's predominantly international or predominantly locals? Do you see there being challenges with
1: that then? Yes. Uh, with predominantly international sometimes we come up with uh, we come with preconceived notions or stereotypes on how things should be or uh, how we should work also um, when you come to a new culture because india is india is conservative you need to adapt to it so in in such a short period of time we can't expect you know this 1.3 billion people to change so it's important to accept that if, if there's a local person as a participant in it it becomes easier for the group to get this information because they are able to talk to the person and ask you know apart from the facilitators and as compared to say a local group a local group has its own challenges too because they need to see uh, how things are moving in the inter- international community Things are much more advanced when we talk about sustainability. There are so many things that we are not doing here. We're not, uh, like, (laughs) we don't really have, a a lot of Indians, like, we don't really have a civic sense. We don't really think beyond ourselves sometimes. We sometimes are really selfish. We will really keep our houses clean, but we will go out and dump garbage. Hence, you will see open garbage everywhere. So it's also good to have a mix of... uh, everywhere like it should be global that's the whole objective instead of just it it being like micro local or local that's how i see it yeah absolutely bringing in a global perspective and you know creating this community of global
0: citizens working together i see that absolutely how are you going about finding these organizations so that you can introduce them into your journeys and um, bring in you know manpower to help them grow their processes what does that process look like for, for tracks for Good?
1: So there are certain parameters that we look for when we want to t- bring in any partner organization, like a, a social enterprise or a non-profit, which we want to add to a journey. One is we always look, we do our own due diligence. We need to see the documentation. If it's a nonprofit, we need to see the annual report, which should be public. If it's not public, we ask them to send that information because we need to see how the, how the organization has been using funds. And secondly, what we do is we have a discussion with the organization saying, okay, we will be getting people with these skills. Are you ready to absorb them? There are a lot of times small organizations who are solopreneurs. They, they are just one person who's a founder and they work directly with the communities. Sometimes they don't have the time. So we need to have, there's a variety of things that we look into. So one is due diligence of the, how the work they have done. We go and see the, uh, the premises, how work is actually done with the local communities. So before bringing in any group, we need to see but the what <clears throat> we need to see what they are saying is actually translating on the field or is completely different. Because there is a problem in India, a lot of organizations don't really, really use the funds that are meant to be used for the local communities. So that's, the onus is on us, we have to do that. And third thing is we are looking for, because we are trying to match skilled professionals who are inspired to change the world with local organizations, so these organizations need to be open to accept them. So these are the factors we look into. Yeah, no, that's wonderful, and it you know it,
0: it it makes tribes for good this you know transparent, trusting organization that people can feel like you know the work has gone in. They don't need to you know reinvent the wheel by going in and and, and understanding these organizations and looking through their processes. We can really trust in you to make sure that we are working with organizations who are making real impact. So that's really, really valuable. And like you mentioned before, you know, you want to get more involved in more B two B. So working with you know businesses and universities. Um, and we talked about you know maybe engaging uh, boards at various nonprofits. Um, What is that going to look like moving forward for you? And I know you also have plans to go to Bangalore soon. So yeah, what's kind of the next steps
1: for for growing and scaling uh, the business? Uh, For scaling the business, we will eventually become a tech platform. We want to connect volunteers even remotely so they can work on assignments, which are say a few hours. So it's more about, say, you are back home in, say, New York. You are really inspired by an organization in India, which we have partnered with. But you don't really have the time or money to funds to come in and work here. So what we will do is we will create an assignment for you, which will be on the website. All you have to do is log into the website, create your profile which we assess and we send your profile to the organization saying it seems like this person will be able to help you. Once we get an okay from the organization, we will do the onboarding, we'll do the training, we'll explain the assignment and then the expectation is from the volunteer to deliver it within the hours or the days that have been specified. Mm -hmm. So apart from just the social impact journeys, this will become the bigger product. Right. And is that revenue generating? Like, Where does the the revenue come from on that side? Uh, Primarily, social impact journey will be the revenue generator. Uh, Volunteering, we want to keep it like really basic. We will be charging just $300 or $350 for an assignment. So once a person comes in, they like some assignment. Only after that, after they have been matched, we will charge them. Hmm. The reason we will be charging them is because there is a lot of work that we will be doing with the person. Uh, It's not just about, you know, going online, picking up an assignment and doing it and submitting it. It's we will be coming in, training them, onboarding them and and also assessing whether the assignment has been done. So almost like a
0: mentorship and and coaching training program as well. So they're not, they're getting a lot of value out of this thing because They're being connected with, you know, a team that's in the social impact field. They're getting trained on how to actually complete an assignment. Uh, These are, you know, very, you know, uh, applicable skills to things that they can do with their career. So extremely engaging for uh, students. And then they get the opportunity to actually use those skills to better an organization amazing like that's a, that's a huge resume builder for a young university student who's you know not sure exactly how they want to get involved and you know don't have you know a thousand dollars to fly to indian help but can still make a huge impact that's beautiful
1: yeah we just want to like the name says stripes for good. we want to enable people in each and every part of the world in, each and every country to come and use their skills and their time for an organization who needs that. Do you think you'll open up uh, opportunities for more
0: tech specific volunteers? Because you know, trying to build yourself up as a tech platform and then also having incredible tech connections, like Haktashtak is, mm-hmm. you know, there's it looks that organization is incredible and it <clears throat> seems that they're really able to. Uh, provide opportunity for young people to you know help them bridge that gap between government funding and on the ground impact you know what have you ever thought about getting more involved specifically in the tech side?
1: It's always going to be a mix of tech and other skills so we are right now looking at marketing, communications, sales, business development, partnerships, content writing. So if I look at it 70% will always be on the marketing and communication side. Site. So, There's a reason for it. Most organizations are not able to explain their story, and people, maximum people, have that skill right now. So, right now, the database that we have has that. But eventually, it will be a mix, a mix of skills. But technology will always be a component. It might not be the main component when we are matching the skills. And
0: at what point would you, you know, assess an organization and say like, okay, well, you know, volunteering to do these skills is absolutely amazing. It's an incredible opportunity for organizations to access, um, you know, valuable work and then for people to give back using their skills. But I mean, there's also this kind of controversial, you know, conversation happening in the industry where it's like. Well, if I have the skills to help you grow your business, regardless if it's social impact or not, I should be paid for my work. Have you faced that challenge at all?
1: Not yet. Uh, over here right now, the kind of people we are uh, who are coming to us, they're not sure. They are looking for an organization who can facilitate this transition to the knowledge that we have. Hence, uh, I think it's the kind of services that we are providing. We haven't faced this issue uh, yeah, yet, mm-hmm. but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't, till now, nobody really has come to us and said that, you know, why are you charging for it? Or I don't want to pay for it, or I need to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly people are, they understand what's happening and why is it happening? But who knows? We are, maybe we are too young to have uh, experienced something like that? Right. Uh, yeah, I think
0: because um, I see it almost as this, you know, grander opportunity in the future where it could even, you know, Tribes for Good could even be connecting people who want to get into this space with like small paid projects or part-time opportunities, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily for, for international people but actually for locals um so that they're able to actually get into the space at you know just as a starter level and then grow from there cuz you know there's it seems like these organizations can also at some point they're going to be so confident and you know trained in what volunteers have given to them you know they might actually be able to offer opportunities for young people to come in and you know they can train them and you know for you know they give them small internships that are like maybe slightly paid or not but um you know i see a lot more opportunity growing from that so
1: it's really exciting yeah i'll just add one thing to it yeah so what we're doing currently uh, the same thing there are people who are ready to take the plunge and take a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, we are facilitating those connections. So, we have tied up with recru- recruitment agencies who just focus on the development space in India. Amazing. And these are mid-to-senior level roles. So, we are able to facilitate that. There is up to the candidate whether they are able to clear that interview or not. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds
0: like that is definitely aligned with the, with the model as well.
1: Fantastic.
0: So you have your next journey scheduled for December. I am so excited for you. And um, how often are you going to be running the, the, the social impact journeys? Or is it going to be more based on like you know applications coming in? Or are you having
1: preset dates? What does that look like? Uh, so we're right now looking at two models. One is we want to have one journey every month. Uh, because it's feasible and the number of people who are interested in this space is very high we have a good number of applications have come even for December and uh, January seems really promising uh, so we have around 10 people who are already interested we just have to figure out whether they fit into the theme that we have uh, but also we will start looking at uh, rolling applications so for example if we have uh. 20 people who are interested in a journey in Feb, and some can come in the first week and some can come in the last week. So we will do something like that also. So we're going to be a little more flexible uh, with the participants who want to come. Amazing. And what does the application process look like? Like, what are you looking for when people are applying for a social impact journey? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh we spend a lot of time in assessing who this person is so there are these there is this form on tribes of good so if you go to apply there are there are a set of questions that we ask you one is you know what is your interest in the social space have you ever worked in the space either as volunteer or as a job or as a project and third what is that you're looking for the social impact journey to help you with so from these questions, we are able to get, get a small understanding about what this participant is looking for. This is our first round of check. Mm-hmm. When we see that, okay, the answers are good. This person has taken time to write why they are interested in the social space. We, there are times we also reject applications when people, don't, we are, people are not able to explain what they're doing, right. or why they want to do this. The next step is we get on a Skype call or a WhatsApp call to have a more detailed discussion about their interest and whether it's aligned to the social impact journey. Because in the journey, you will be spend they will be sp- uh, spending seven days uh, sitting in conference room trying to you know meet speakers understanding what they are doing these are social entrepreneurs who have been running their own organization being on the field we travel for like two hours one way to reach a remote school so we need to assess all these factors their interests, their health conditions how how engaged will they be with the content right yeah so it's a little strange and we don't take uh, anybody and everybody we deject uh, when we feel that the the person is not really meeting the criteria even though they can afford the journey Mm. and I think that's so valuable the fact
0: that like It because it I mean obviously the more participants the more money, but is it really valuable for them? And is it really valuable for you to have them on the journey if they're not able to engage and understand and absorb everything that's happening? And I'm seeing a lot more organizations that are focused on social impact and connecting you with really on the ground, you know, social change. Um, you know, making participants or you know applicants go through an actual application and interview process which I think is so important because it's, it's definitely not for everybody and you might think it's for you but you don't necessarily align so um, I think that's actually an amazing way to go about it and I do think more organizations should do that. I mean we're seeing so many, you know, sustainable, ethical, you know, all those buzzwords tours come up especially in around Asia and in India specifically and If they're just accepting everybody, it's like it's great for their bottom line, but is it really making the impact that they envision for their organization? So thank you for being a leader in that because it's really powerful and is actually a lot more sustainable for the growth of Tribes for Good.
1: Yeah, Uh, because there's a clear mission that we have and we don't really want to move away from it. Mm -hmm. We want to enable change makers It's going to be more about understanding the local communities. It's not going to be about sightseeing. So we are not going to take participants to these beautiful destinations and where they have a good time. It's more focused on learning and development and ensuring that they become, they are equipped to become change makers. So we will never become like a, Yeah. we are not going to use all those buzzwords and make it into a, Interesting, beautiful door, no? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's so important to stick to those
0: values. And of course, I mean, people who are traveling from across the world to come to this journey... It's a great introduction actually to India because then they're able to, I mean most participants that were on this tour are now traveling, you know, up to Delhi and going to Khefa Rajasthan and, you know, this is a great introduction to understanding the impact that these organizations are having on, on people in the country and then going and actually experiencing it on their own without the group and then really continuing to be inspired by the work that, you know, the organizations that they've been connected with through Tribes for Good are actually doing. So I think that's really powerful. And it sounds like you're also trying to connect travelers with you know, uh, travel organizations that actually focus on sustainable travel once the journey is done. So for example, Magic Tours, you're able to connect a few participants. Um, are they reaching out about are that? Are you providing them those resources before they come?
1: No, so these have been more uh, you know, one-on cases where they say that, okay, we, after the journey, we want to travel, can you recommend anything? So that's when we link them to the, another organization, and then it's up to them, and it's between both of them. But we don't really promote other organizations, travel companies. Mm-hmm. Only once the person comes in and is part of the community, we are able to give them these resources.
0: Would you ever be open to you know curating additional experiences for
1: participants once they leave Bombay or leave a trip? yeah of course so when it's come to social impact journeys there will be various levels to it so it's going to depending on the participant profile like right now the, this one was i'll say people who are extremely involved they knew the they knew what social impact is they had volunteered, they were like people were like people like you who were entrepreneurs but there will always be people who who don't really know like we had one participant i won't name her uh, she was looking for a second career. Her skills were in specific area, but we could see that her interests were completely different. She wanted to use her artistic side. She wanted to bring in that artistic side of her to the social impact organizations. She knew a few things, but she didn't know enough. So for a person like that, we have enough content that we can curate. So we are, we will be doing that for a participant to encourage them to come again. Well, so what is the next,
0: uh, I guess, what's your biggest goal for now going into a new year? You've run your first tour, you know, what are you looking forward to the most in 2019?
1: In 2019, we are looking at having one tour, one tour for individuals every month. Mm And we are looking to also bring in a group of university students um, at least least five to six groups in the coming year. Amazing. And we are looking to expand our volunteering 2.0. So at least it's it's going to be, uh, so the way the business is going to operate is social impact journey is going to be the primary uh, contributor of revenue but volunteering will have a bigger impact. So both the services will be our focus for the next, and we are hoping to reach out to at least thousand participants, thousand users of Tribes for Good, a thousand new members of thousand, the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. Thousand new members. Yeah. Amazing.
0: So, if someone wants to go through this transformative, uh, social
1: impact journey with Tribes for Good, how do they apply? So it's very it's very easy. All you have to go to is www.tribesforgood.com see the product that you like you like the social impact journey or a volunteering we have a few volunteering opportunities up one is in storytelling one is online fundraising one is a social media strategist depending on your interest, all you have to do is find that hit apply we will have your application with us and within 24 hours we our team will contact you for the next round amazing well, thank you so much, Lindy, for sitting with me. It's been
0: an incredible, incredible week um, doing a social impact journey uh, with Tribes for Good. Uh, you're really, you are such an inspiring woman and it's been a pleasure to have you. And you know what? You are actually the perfect person to be running this because you are, you, you, you keep a straight face really well. You're like completely unbiased. And no, it's amazing because, you know, especially with, you know, group, regardless with a group when you're traveling, it's sometimes it can be hard to manage personalities, manage the team and manage people's comfort, safety, health, everything. You really were able to facilitate a smooth and enjoyable experience. So thank you so much for sharing that with me and and the other fellow seven participants. It's been
1: an incredible, incredible week. Thank you, Jasmine, so much for joining us in this tour because the skills that you brought in really added value to the group. Thank you. And most importantly, uh, both of us liked the same session, so it was... <laughs> I know, we were fan in the background for some of them. So it was good validation that made me think alike.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like, it's, it's sometimes so hard for people to fully absorb you know exactly how beneficial some of these organizations are because they're also not understanding it in an Indian context 100% as well and I think as you know people especially because most of these participants are continuing to travel in India they're going to see how valuable and, and just incredibly transformative these organizations are as they see and explore more of India because it is sometimes hard. If your first it's your first time in India, it's hard to fully capture the impact that these organizations are making. But I know, you know, as someone who's been here for three years, like, oh my gosh, I was so excited to meet these amazing entrepreneurs and to have you, you know, facilitate experiences for us to actually go and see their work on the ground. Um, so I think it'll be even more amazing when you start hearing from participants the next month being like, oh my gosh, and then realize like how powerful this really is. So thank you for, you know, bringing those realizations to life for us and helping us connect and understand how powerful grassroots development, uh, really is. So
1: thank you for that. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for inviting inviting me to your podcast. I'm yes. excited for you. <laughs> It's lovely to have you on here, and I'm really
0: excited for everyone who's listening right now and getting to hear your story. Um, because especially in the travel world, I mean, so many people want to do good with their travels, but are. You know, there's, there's now a, a stigma really around volunteerism and people are, are scared to, you know, engage in organizations because they're unsure of exactly what that impact is like on the ground. So knowing that they have a trusted, transparent, authentic uh, organization like Tribes for Good to approach to do this and destination is really powerful. So... I hope you spread to other countries in the next ten years as well, because that would be amazing. And then everyone would have a trusted source for, for actually doing good volunteer or volunteerism in destinations. So. Yeah, if yeah. if things go well, yes, for sure we'll be there. You mean when things do go well, you <laughs> yes. will be there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Thank you, Mandy. Appreciate it. I can like toss <laughs> Ah, feeling inspired? See what other impact stories we have to share over on causeartists.com. Be sure to subscribe for weekly updates from Grant and I about content, giveaways, and new episodes from Disruptors for Good and Impact India. Looking to learn more about social impact and conscious living in India? Hit me up on Instagram at JasmineRain. Cheers, friends!